Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Thank you for joining us, everyone, from all the different Worship Harvest locations and hosting centers. And some of you joining us on television and radio. Many of you joining us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter Spaces. And many of you are joining us in, we have some very significant uh, hosting centers. Like Esubi Children's Center in Wujagali, very significant. Last Sunday, there were almost 300 there. Uh, Chigezi Zombo Hosting Center, that's in Zombo. That's in West Nile, lots of people. Chiwalimu Hosting Center in Naguru, Ginger Road, Police Barracks Hosting Center, and other, other hosting centers. Thanks so much for joining us. Lots, I have here a list with 56 hosting centers, of which 46 were active last week. Amen. Lots to celebrate. Uh, but I need to get into the word. This is the last episode of this series, Blessed to be a Blessing. Yeah, we looked at the whole idea of blessed to be a blessing. Could I have some more monitor? My voice is suffering. Uh, we looked at that whole thing. And then we talked about work. And last week we talked about savings. Yeah. Pharaoh, Egypt, ETC. And today I want us to tackle the complicated animal called investments. Investments. The year was 2010. We were at a New Dawn Camp meeting. The moral of the story is that you should always attend New Dawn Camp meeting. You see, Pastor Silas attended New Dawn Camp meeting. This year, now he's a location pastor. He, he started there as a missional community leader with four people in his MC. Now he's leading a location with more than almost 200 people now. That's what happens when you attend New Dawn. It's back in January, in case you are wondering if it will be there. It will be there. And so I was at New Dawn, and Mr. Vitaturi came and talked to us about money. He just stood there and talked for one hour. By the time he was done, it hit me. I was broke. How do you know you're broke? You do your net worth. Net worth is all your assets. Wow. Minus liabilities. So you list all your assets. There are different asset categories. Uh, cash and then there are other categories like real estate, business equity, paper assets, etc. We can go. Th all of that is in the book Straightforward Financial Growth. In case you have never read it, you are the only one. And, and then you take out you, you do the total of that minus liabilities. The money you owe. The money that you must pay to keep living in the Republic of Uganda or wherever you live. Yeah, loans, unpaid loans, mortgages, unpaid taxes. Uncle so and so lent you this, sister so and so lent you that, brother so and so lent you the other. Uh, you Harvest International School, unpaid fees is this, or whatever. Then, then you do assets minus liabilities. The first time I did it, uh, I was, um, I was, um, uh, yeah, uh, I was at about zero. Uh, but slightly below zero. 
Yeah, negative. Yeah. And that's when I started this journey. We started with Pastor Ari this journey to saying, no, 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 no. We cannot operate like this. Gloria Copeland said, some people leave wheels, other people leave bills. So today you determine what you leave. Will you leave a wheel? In fact, the reason most people don't write wheels is there is nothing to put in it. Yeah, because when you're writing a wheel, like this will go to so and so, this will go to so and so. Now, what is this? What is that? You may have so and so, but nothing to leave. So, I want to help you be able to write a hectic wheel uh, if you should decide to go to heaven one of these days. Matthew 25, 14 to 29, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. This is the kingdom of heaven. Are there people? I don't hear you reading. Who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them? I think we are at different parts. Okay. So Jesus is telling the story commonly known as the parable of the talents and he's telling you this is how the kingdom of heaven works. And the person who is delivering in the interpretation is supposed to be God. Does that make sense? And to one he gave five talents. I will not take too much time. To another two and to another one. Read together with me that last part. To each according to his own ability and immediately went on a journey. So people are given different talent according to your ability. Now, talent, let me start, start dealing with that immediately. Talent here is not skill. I know we have a member of our worship team called talent. But a talent in the Bible wasn't like football, music, matatu, dulu, ponjo, Huh? You have never played all those games. People here don't know Ponjo. And all the other games that you think you're talented at. You know, one of my sisters said she the reason she didn't make it to the Olympics. Her discipline is not featured. I'm talking about talents are not skills. A talent was a, a currency. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like Uganda shillings or US dollars, euros, Kenya shillings, Rwandan francs, Great Britain pounds, and all of that. Are we together? Bambi, please indicate that we are together. Because minus understanding that the rest of the story is bound to be misinterpreted. As it has been, been misinterpreted for so many years since you started going to church. Because I've always told you, what are you doing with your talent? What are you doing with your talent? No. Jesus wasn't talking about football or, or whatever, cooking. No. 
It's a currency. Are you with me? So when he says ten talents, that's a currency. Someone did some research recently. How much is ten talents worth? About 500 million or something. Yeah, so it's not little money. It wasn't. They gave this one 25,000 shillings or 37,000. This was significant sums of money. But for ease of mind and calculations, let's say a uh, hundred million. So this story, if it was being written today, would read to one he gave uh, what should we use? 500 million or 50 million? 500 million. The bigger, the better. A talent is what? No, 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 no. That's different. If you do, go deeper. Okay. Let's say, for, to apply to everyone reading, rather listening, let's say, to one he gave 50 million shillings, to another, 20 million, to another, 10. Or, if you like, you could say, 500 million, to another, 200, to another, 100. Okay? Alright. And he says to each one according to his own ability. So, the, the money you have right now is because of your ability to handle money. That side is not responding. Let me try this side. People don't possess money because they are lucky. No. Ability. There are different abilities. You see, the worst thing that could ever happen to you is to think that academic knowledge is equal to financial knowledge. And so we teach you things. We tell you, read this book, read that, and then you are, you are waving your master's degree at us. That's why you're broke. Academic knowledge and financial knowledge are from different planets. The people who sat at the front in class are not the people who sit at the front in the plane. Say ability. Yeah. Each one according to their own ability. In your mind, you might be thinking, that these ones we are just given. Now the, read the story well. He's illustrating the kingdom principle where it's like someone has this much and someone has that much and someone that has that much because of their abilities to handle money. Hallelujah. Okay. Do you have some money? Come on now. You, 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 you have some. You know, don't be like the other person who says, I don't. Because it says even the little you have will be taken away from you. So do you have money? It's the, it, the money you have. Eh? When you do your net worth, the one I told you about, assets minus what? Liabilities. The answer you come up with is an expression. It's a revelation of your financial Ability. 
So if you have a negative verse 16 Then he who had received the five talents went and did what? Traded with them and made another five talents. You realize that's why you understand this is money. You cannot trade your musical skill to get five musical skills. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are getting it. You know, the people towards the front usually seem to get it. I don't know because maybe they are near me. The people at the back are getting it. Hallelujah. So, the five traded. Okay. And likewise, you had received two, gained two more also. So, you could say, the guy was given uh, 50 million, went and traded and got another 50 million. The guy of 20 million went and got another 20 million. Now he had 40. The one of 50 had 100. In other words, for those who are involved in trade, it's to show you that you can always have 100% return. But you had received one, the one of 10 million, went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. I was a farmer. No. You guys, guys, please, 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 please. Respect our farmers. After a long time, so now, you see, the question is, what are you doing with the money you have? Are you keeping it in the ground? You know, every time I do this thing with people in the SFFG mastermind, I'm always shocked. People don't know where their money is. People are dusting off like, oh, with my friends, we bought a plot about how many years ago? Ah, where is it? Where is it? Okay. Verse 20. So he who had received five talents. So anyway, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Now, when I received five talents, came and brought five other talents, saying, we used to read together, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. Now, let me first clarify something here. For those of you who say, if you say you're a Christian, the money you have is actually not yours. Let me try this side. The money you have, all that net worth, that's not your money. It belongs to God. You are simply a steward. And the reason people behave the way they do with money is they don't have that truth. They don't operate that truth. They think it's my money. I can do whatever I want with it. No, it's not yours and you can't do whatever you want with it. Mm. It's not... God has given us stewardship. Can you imagine Adam telling God, this garden of Eden is mine, I can do whatever I want with it. Because now, the whole, up to now, you know, nomad, vine, dragon, dragon, whatever you operate, is just simply an extension of the garden of Eden. Or has God created another earth since? that I'm not aware of. 
Yeah, whatever you're running, it's just the, the same lineage from Adam, our father. They, they, they've, they've been passing on. So if you find yourself running something slightly bigger than others, it's because of your ability. But it doesn't mean that it's now yours. Because it's not. I have news for you. It's not. Wow. QPC has entered too quickly, but I have to keep going. So he brought five others to give accountability. The thing about your life and my life is that they will always be accountability. And the people who resist accountability are the worst people to have relationships with, to be married to, or to be friends with. The people who say, I am my own person, those ones. Yeah, those are the people who operate companies without bots. Because they, want, they don't want to account. Yeah, because once you have a board, then you have to give accountability. And you must have the kind of board that could fire you possibly. That's, that's what helps you grow. <laughs> His Lord said to him, the one who had brought five, well done. Are you with me? Not well spoken. You see, you either have results or reasons, not both. If you can explain, then it's not good. You see, when it comes to money, the less stories, the better. Yeah. If you send someone to the shop, say, here is 5,000 shillings, go buy me a packet of biscuit and bring it here and balance. Then the person comes back with neither the biscuit nor the money and then they start telling you a story. You just know things are bad. When it comes to money, few stories, only numbers. That's why the Arabs came up with the Arabic numerals. So you don't have to long write it. 257, you just 257, you know, 257. Are you with me? So please, less stories, more numbers. Yeah, that's money and economics. Once the person says, I can explain. Oh, losses. So his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful in a few things. What's going to happen? I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Two things. Faithfulness is not maintenance. Faithfulness is increase. As a pastor, faithfulness is not length of ministry. The man has been faithful. He has served for 15 years. No, 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 no. That's not faithfulness. That's length of service. It's not faith. Don't confuse things here. Faithfulness is 
increase. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. How does he know he's faithful? He has turned five talents into ten. You see, at this church, we, do, we are not political at all. We reward faithfulness. A man goes to Chisoga to start a pharmacy, starts a mission or community, does PEVS, it grows to 30, they bath, they start one of Luganda, becomes a cohort, becomes a zone, it becomes a location. And by the way, Chisoga, they have their own land, they have their own property now. Yeah. That's faithfulness. You, you have been here since 2006. You are not even a mission or community leader. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not my problem. Yeah, you are, it's your lack of faithfulness. If you multiply the thing, we can't come and say, now, Chris, no, 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 no. You have 500 people. Those are too many. You can't handle. Now, please go back down. Let's bring Pastor B3 to lead your people. No! We don't do that here. You keep bringing people to the Lord and making disciples. We, we leave you alone. We get out of your way. We are like, this is an anointed man. This is an anointed woman. Don't touch. Let them do what God has called them to. Now, I want you to take what I've just told you and translate it into your business. What are you rewarding? Because when you reward mediocrity, you enhance, multiply, you enhance, supply, multiply, and generally overflow in mediocrity. So this guy is being called faithful and good. Well done. Good and faithful. Good and faithful. Because he's able to multiply his Lord's money. Now, some people say, ah, I will only multiply if it's mine. No. That's broken thinking. That's why he says, you have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler. This is how the guy changes status. From servant to ruler. good and faithful servant I will make you ruler ah, my goodness I'm preaching better than you listening I will make you ruler over many things enter into the joy of your Lord wow verse 22 he also, he also had received two talents came. Uh-huh. What did he say? Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more besides them. And what the response is exactly the same. It's not about the amount. It's about what you're doing with what you have, not what you wish you had. It's what you have, not what the other person had. The guy of two didn't say, hmm, why did they give me two? The other guy has five. If him is multiplying to ten, okay, me I will add only one and we make three. No. 
But the response is the same. The, the person you are counting to, who is God in this case, is happy with whatever you are multiplying, regardless of how small it seems to you. The point is to keep multiplying it. In case you're wondering what I'm talking about, I'm talking about your wealth. And God's expectation that you should be multiplying it. Your net worth needs to change constantly. Now, if you don't even know how to calculate it, or if you visit your net worth document once a year, you're already a bad, a bad steward. You should be looking at your net worth at worst weekly. Weekly. To see what changes are happening. Either that or, you, I don't know, you need help. We need to have a special class for you. Same response. Well done, good and faithful. You've been faithful. I will make you ruler over many things. Do you realize both of them are going to be ruler over many things? Because it's the faithfulness of multiplication, not the amount to which they have multiplied. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Verse 24, that dreaded verse. Then he who had received one talent, a guy of 10 million, came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered. See, this is how some people's attitude towards God, eh? or towards their boss, or whoever gave them that shop to run. You see, you can say that for you, you're faithful to God, but not faithful to your boss. That's a lie. Every, every, every relationship you have with God, you have a human equivalent. I'm telling you. And if you want to be ruled over many things, you had better go and take your job seriously and start multiplying whatever opportunity they have given you. Because that's how you will enter into your own thing. Otherwise, you'll be looking for jobs the rest of your life. Today, I'm instructing, so I don't know. I, I, I don't have capacity to excite right now. Maybe the excitement will come. So, yeah, do the equivalences. Yeah, he says, you can't say you love God whom you've never seen when you hate your brother whom you see. Husbands love your wives, Christ loves the church. There's always an e a human equivalent between you, your relationship with God and your relationship with human beings. God always gives you a human equivalent to show you his character and his expectations. So in terms of finances, God's give you, God gives you a, a human equivalent of uh, an employer or a boss or a board or a... Hallelujah. Yeah, in terms of love, he gives you a spouse. In terms of honor, he gives you a father and mother. Okay. Hey, my time. Where is my time? Who is messing with my time? Okay. And I was afraid. Starts with fear. People who, lose, who fear to lose money. You keep it, you keep saving. Inflation is eating it away because you fear. Look, you will never be able to live on your savings. Never. 
Yeah. You will never. I haven't met anyone who has ever been able to do it. You'll only be able to live on your investments, the cash flow that comes from investments. So throw fear out if you want to be wealthy. Okay. And went and hid your talent in the ground. Look. I haven't lost anything. Here it is. And imagine every time you come to God and say, my net worth is exactly what it was last year. I haven't lost anything. And you're there smiling. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. Do you know that most people are wicked and lazy in relation to this scripture? Most people, they don't grow their wealth. They are either constant or they are becoming broke. The Bible says, go to the ant, you sluggard. Which having no ruler. You shouldn't have someone breathing down your neck to grow your wealth. It's yours for you and your children. Amen. So he says, you wicked and lazy servant. Now, this morning, you have opportunity to leave the wicked and lazy category. Amen. Let me bring some faith and hope into the room. You don't have to stay wicked and lazy. There is a way. You, wicked and, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Who be that? So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. In other words, when it comes to finances, the least God would expect is that at least you find somewhere they can give you some interest. However little. But this business of just letting money disappear and lose value over time, it's not good. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. That's usually how it works. For to everyone who has more will be given. People stopped reading long ago. At least read verse 29 with me. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, hey, even what he has will be taken away. But you see, he, do you see the language there? Him who does not have even what he has. In other words, he has something, but he says he does not have. So even that little you have because you say it's nothing, it will be taken away. Now, these are Jesus' words, not mine. And life experience shows it. The diligent people who have money, whether they are saved or not, are making more money. And the saved, fire-spitting, heaven-bound, tongue-talking, KJV-quoting brethren, who have no money, they are continuing to lose even the little they have. And we console ourselves that we are on our way to heaven. So, Kale, we let's just mess up earth. But I, I, I don't think that's how God looks at it. Are you with me? Have you understood? What have you understood? Your net worth must be growing every year, significantly. Every year every year. If you're not growing your net worth, you're, you're just going to get into trouble. 
personally and your family and other people. And there's enough wisdom to help you do that. Amen? I'm going to ask some kind person to come and take this away. And then we start on the practicals. Do you want some practicals? My God, my God. Pastor B3, come. Let's do this together. Awesome. Come, come on, heaven. I get a sense people will have been more excited if we are talking about the, the, the red horse in Revelation. But So let's start with the essentials again. Hmm? Guys, are we good? People online tell us that we're good, that you can see this clearly. So we call this the wealth cycle. Here is how the wealth cycle works. I'm now taking, bringing you full circle into what you've been learning. Yes. Do we need to push back? Are you guys okay? Oh, it's over on the screen. Wow, awesome. Now, can you expand what's on? If that's the ongoing online, it needs to be bigger. Because in this case, I'm less significant than, than the information. So you start by having an income. How do you get income? Work. You solve problems. Money is a reward for solving problems. The more problems you solve, the more money you make. You need to solve problems for the right kind of people. Both butchers and surgeons cut meat, but they are compensated differently. You'll be compensated according to the value that you bring to the market. In fact, butchers cut a lot more meat than surgeons. <laughs> so you start by having an income. Do something. Solve a problem. Get an income. Alright? And then when you, you, you get an income, there are two channels. One is this explosive thing here called expenditure. Now, 90, okay, most people, that's all they do with their money. They spend it. You will never grow what you spend. You can only grow what you save and invest. So, let's say you are wise enough, you start saving some money. Okay, the next, after income, the next is what? Saving. Now, after you've saved, not, now, this is constant. It's not like one is three months, then another three months. No. You save as you're earning. No. <laughs> Don't first earn, then you're like, now I've earned, now I need to start saving. No. Now, when you save, there are two types of saving. There are people who save for a rainy day. Saving for a rainy day, you're saving to spend. It will still disappear. That's not a good purpose for saving. You should save to buy assets. Assets. So you make an income, 
you save money. How much should you be saving? What, what minimum percentage? 20 percent minimum. And then you keep growing it. Keep growing the percentage. So you save and you buy assets. Do not spend your savings. Now, if you are in worship harvest, one of the best places to save is harvest multi-purpose cooperative. Because there, as you save, you already, it's already sort of an asset. Am I making sense? Because they're going to give you a return on investment at the end of the year. Is there a person here from Harvest Small Purpose Cooperative in this room? Where, okay, you, you are members, like a representative, someone who can sign up people. Where is the person signing up HMC people today? Yeah? Vasta and, and, and Joan. You come here, let people see who I'm talking about. And at every location, there is someone there to sign you up for Harvest Smart Purpose Cooperative. Because this thing of saving alone, it hasn't worked for you so far. So don't continue trying the same thing. So these two ladies will be signing you up. To I'm a member of Harvest Smart Purpose. In fact, I'm in the Priority Saving Club. Shake them up. Levels. Okay, thank you. At every location, I hope someone has stood up and identified themselves. They are not taking your money today. They are just signing you up so that you can be... So don't worry that they are, they are not collecting money. You have a small purpose co cooperative money, you bank it in the bank. Yeah. Yourself. Have a small purpose is now a multi-billion... Come on now. ...organization. Yeah. So you're not talking about some small thing there. Yeah. I'm telling you. We'll soon be controlling trillions. Yes. So you better join us now or you'll be there envying us later. <laughs> so you save and you buy assets. Now, there are two types of assets. Good assets and bad assets. Good assets put money in your pocket. Something called cash flow. Bad assets take away money from you. You spend to maintain them. Okay, now a romantic relationship is not an asset. <laughs> Just to be clear. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Because some people will be like, that relationship puts money in my pocket. And others are like, that relationship takes money out of my pocket. No, 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 no. <laughs> please, please, please. These are real proper assets. Come on now. So as you buy assets, make sure you have cash flow producing assets. Because when you have non-cash flow producing assets, if you get into a financial squeeze, what do you do? You're going to sell them. You'll liquidate and you'll eat the money. Expenses are waiting. So you should, produce, you should have assets that give you money regularly. Cash flow producing assets. Don't just have land. Develop the land to give you income. Don't just save money. Put the money in a vehicle that gives you income. Okay? So cash flow is king, according to Robert Kiyosaki, in finances. In life, Jesus is king. Okay? When you have cash flow, Pastor B3, mm, yes, please. you do not have to go to work to earn money. Mm. 
you are what we call financially free. Financial freedom is determined by Robert Kiyosaki likes to look at it in terms of time. How much time, how many days, weeks, months, or years can you go on living without you or anyone in your household having to work? That is financial freedom. Wow. Like if you stop to work tomorrow, how many days, <laughs> weeks, or months? Something like minutes. So cash flow producing assets, this is the holy grail of personal finance. And when you get that cash flow from those assets, it's not time to get excited and spend it. The cash flow is new income which should be saved and purchased assets. Typically, what I advise people, if you are already working like now, your work gives you enough money to live on. So the money from your assets the cash flow from your assets, apart from tithing 10%, 90% should be reinvested. Don't touch it. Wow. Only tithe 10% and reinvest 90%. Because you're already working, you can make money with your whatever. Am I making sense? Yes. Okay. Should it clear? Like very, crystal. Very clear. Now, the next question is. How do I purchase assets? Cash flow producing assets. So we've developed something I call an investment scale. Okay. I feel like we need to go back. But no, let's stick to it to the problem. This investment scale gives you an idea on how to distribute your net worth. We, we need to go back to net worth because we haven't done it, so we have a fresh page here. So this is how you do net worth. Again, it's in the book SFFG, but some people might be watching us from Mars where we can't supply the book, so. So you have here assets, and then liabilities. You draw a line between the two. So you start listing your assets and how much they are worth. Mm. So like I told you, the first set of assets will be liquid, like cash. cash. So it's Absa Bank, this much. Housing finance, that much. Uh, Not in the period of uh, Mobile money. <laughs> that much. Pillow Bank Pillow Bank Incorporated <laughs> that much. And then you do the total for cash. Yes. Yeah? You total up cash. And then you go to set real estate. Mm. Plot in Bulindo, this much. House in uh, wherever, that much. And that's how much you bought it at? Or it's the current value? Oh, the current value, if you can work out. People like to inflate the current yes. value. So I like to ask people to be reasonable. You're not going to impress anyone. This is for your own health. This, you're working on your financial health. So don't try to impress me by telling me that your plot in, in uh, Luzinga is worth 100 million. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Some people here know where Luzinga is. Oh. So he said, plot this. Land there. House there. Building ETC. Toto. Oh, Toto. Okay? Then you come to business equity. You own 13% in XY business. 100% in XZ business. Do you know the value? You keep adding up, then total. Mm. I'm going to give you only four major ones because we don't have time. Then paper assets. Paper assets. Mm. Okay. Business equity. I like to put investment clubs in business equity. Okay. Yeah, treat your investment club investment as business equity. So business equity and investment clubs. How much do you have in HMC? Yeah. How much do you have in because of it, yeah. It is, okay? Because you have, it's close enough for you to watch it. Then paper assets, these are the ones where you don't have direct control. You want to have a piece of paper that shows you have an asset. So things like NSSF savings, that's a paper asset. Stocks, paper as bonds, treasury bills, put all of those under paper assets. And you list the value. Then you total up the totals yes. here, total whatever assets. the total assets. And then you do your liabilities, money you currently owe. This is not money you are going to spend. No, no money that you owe. This is not your budget. No. no. Money you owe. You borrowed, you spent and hadn't paid. The other shop around the corner you keep taking, they, you owe this, that's what you put. And then your assets minus liabilities will give you your net, net worth. worth. Now, your ideal net worth should be your total income for the year, if you can work out that, what that is, times your true age. True age. Hello, ladies. True age. Most ladies are about 25. Yeah. We stop there. Plus shipping and handling. Add the shipping and handling. <laughs> Amen. Look here. Right, yeah, for example. <laughs> so me. add your true... Yeah. So your income times your true age divide, divide by 10. That's where you should be at present. So you will see the gap between the reality and the, the ideal. ideal. So for example, if you're 40 and you have worked out that your income this year is going to be 200 million shillings. That's 200 divided by 4, 20 times 40, 800 million. That means the minimum your net worth should be is 800 million. If you're 40 and you're making 200 million a year. If you're making 300 million, it should be at 1.2 billion. If you're making 400 million, it should be at 1.6 billion if you're 40. Does that make sense? If you're 25, and your income is 100 million, mm. then your net worth should be minimum 250 million. Yeah. Okay. So, I needed to say that so that people are not confused at this stage. So, you, let's say this is your whole net worth. This is how I advise you split your net worth. Put 60% of all your assets should be in low risk, low return investments. In Uganda, that's largely real estate. In Uganda, that's largely real estate. Okay? Are you, are you watching? We are running out of time fast, so I'm moving fast. Okay. 60% low risk, low return. 
30% medium risk, medium return. Now, this is for us ordinary investors. There are some other people in another category which probably you don't belong to. So, I'm talking to the most 98% of everyone watching. Medium risk, medium return. So, I didn't complete. So, low risk, low return, 60% of your investment. Low risk, low return has a return on investment. If you don't know what that means, that you go read about return on investment. Because that's the most important thing. Of 0 to 10% per annum. So, real estate in Uganda, I'm told, it hovers somewhere between 5 and 8%. Now, medium risk, medium return should be 30% of your asset category. And that usually will give you somewhere between 11 to 25% return on investment. Mm. In our context, that's largely mutual funds. Mm -hmm. Like UAP's unit, what do they call that? Unit, unit trust. trust. Or it could be bonds. The other day, the government put out a 17% bond. Mm. Your Harvest Mount Purpose Cooperative and other good savings and investment clubs are in this category because most of them will give you somewhere between 11 and 24 percent. Yes, some of them. There's one I had gave out 24, I went and joined it instantly. <laughs> then, high risk, high return, as much as that should only be 10 percent of your income. It brings you 26 plus percent return on investment. That's largely business equity, mm. where you can invest in a business and it's working. Now, most businesses, especially startups, don't work out. Plus, all those other rumors you hear, put your money here, there are things they give you money weekly. What? Please, please, please. If you really want to try that stuff, mm -hmm. not more than 10% of your wealth, mm. am I making sense? Yes. You understand? Oh. That is how you distribute. God, you are the giver of wisdom. I know how I'm going to finish this thing. Now, here's, let me give you a case. Let's do a case. Pastor B3, this is where you kick in. Yes, sir. Come on this end and write. So that me, I just do that. Here is the thingy. So let's say, Please don't quarrel. Yeah, we are just using a, 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 a case. Yeah, because some people no, don't quarrel. Let's say you had an asset base of one billion shillings. Yeah, my dream is to help a million people get to one billion. Yeah, that's what I'm working on. Because when you have a million people get to one billion, that's a quadrillion shillings of wealth. Yeah, it can be done. So if you're in worship office and you're not yet at one billion, just know what your pastor's dream for you is. Hurry up. This is your money. So let's say you had a billion. Huh? And we decide, whoa, we... Aren't the size. Oh, yeah, you think we are just... So you decide to use the scale I've told you. So... You put 600 million in an apartment in Chida. Hmm? Yes. 600 million is probably going to get you only four units of two bedrooms each. How much are you renting those out for? 700? 800? Not Chida like these ends towards Charlie Wajala. No, Chida those ends towards the city. 
Chitukutwe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How much should we go with? 800, 700. What are you happy with? People who live in Chile, how much do you pay? Two bedroom. 600, 800. Okay, let's do 700. So 700, this is, write the 600 million first. 600 million. 600 million is what you have invested. And that 600 million is giving you 700K times four units, which is 2.8 M per month times times 12 gives you how much? Where are my people with calculators? We can't teach and also calculate. 33.6 equals 33.6. If we had time, we will have added the issues of taxes because there is a 20% tax off there, but we don't have time. So your asset of six Jonathan your asset of 600 million is giving you 33.6 million per year. What percentage is that? What return on investment is that? That's about 5.5 percent. Yeah? 5.6. So that's a 5.6 ROI because it's real estate. Yeah. Okay, let's different different papers for different things. Now, you get the 300 million. You remember you had 1 billion. You have divided it into 600 million, 300 and 100, yeah? You get 300 million and you buy bonds, government bonds. Okay? At 15% per annum. How much is 15% of 300 million? 45 million divide by 12 to get a monthly hmm? it's complicated 3.7 what are you seeing what are you seeing an asset of 600 million is giving you 2.8 m per month before taxes an asset of 300 million is giving you 3.7 million per month. It's higher, and yet it is only half. Do you know this is now not the time to go sell your apartment and put all the money in bonds? Because bonds are medium risk. You don't know what's going to happen. Are you still following and flowing? This is giving you the, what percentage is this? 30%. Yeah. Now you have 100 million left. So you decide to try out some exciting stuff hmm? with your 100 million, yeah? <laughs> you find that you have a cousin. <laughs> no, it's not bad, it's good. You have a cousin. Huh? This cousin runs a, a money lending business institution. They are a financier. And then they tell you, I'll give you 
3% per month. Because they lend at 10%. Okay? 3% per month of 100 million is how much? Is 3 million. Now, 3% times 12 is 36%. And some very good sources in this room tell me that when your business is working well, you can get 40% plus per annum return on investment. I've been trying, I'm, I'm organizing myself to say, how do I buy into a business? But, so now, are you seeing again? Your asset of 600 million is giving you 2.8 million per month. Your asset of 300 million is giving you 3.7 million per month. Your asset of 100 million is giving you 3 million per month. By the time you add it up, you're getting 9.5, almost 10 million. So you're very close to 10% return on investment. Do you see that? Now, this is not the time to go sell your apartment, liquidate your bonds, and give all the 1 billion to your cousin because you want now to start making 30 million a month. Because it is high risk. They could give out one loan to a guy who goes to a certain country, I will not name, and their phone goes off. And they bring you bad news. Now what can you do? You can't imprison your cousin. You think imprisoning them is going to produce the money? No. You've, you've just lost your money, friend, brother, sister. How many of you know about forex trading? I get a sense that these people have understood. Generally speaking, let me use some data from here. Generally speaking, even if you are not a very super investor, you, you're going to write. You can make those people. You just can chew gum and walk at the same time. You can make twelve percent per annum without a sweat. Yeah, because like for example, UAP will give you about eleven point something per 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 annum without thinking about it. Do you get what I'm saying? You can get twelve. And I worked it out that if you get 12% return on investment per annum consistently, you only need 17 years to be financially free. Now, some of you are 17 years old. You're thinking, what? That's twice my life. No, you ask guys here who are 50 or 45 or whatever. They've already been working 25 years and they are not financially free. So listen real close. You only need 17 years. I have the data here with me. I've been working on this for a long time. So let's say if you earn 500 million, 5 million a, a month as your, as your working income, what is the 20% of 5 million? 1 million. If you save 1 million a month for 12 months, you get 12 million. Let's say that the first month, the first year, you didn't trade because you're saving. Return on investment is what? Zero. If you do the same 12 million the next year, this 12, first 12 million gets you at 12%, 100, 1 million point four four, And so which equals an income, a, a monthly return on investment of 120,000 yeah. in year two. 
120K. Now, that's not the time to quit your job because remember, you earn 5 million. You can't live on 120,000. So don't get excited. Go back to work. But if you keep doing this consistently, by year five, by year five, your passive income, cash flow will be 573,000. Per month, it's not time to quit your job yet. Unless you're willing to scale down your living by 10 per, to only 10% of your current living standards. By year 10, year 10, your passive income, at only 12%, by the way, will be 1.7 million per month. Still don't get tempted. You can't really scale down your living that much. So don't work 10 years and quit. Now, by year 15, your passive income is 3.8 million per month. Now your assets are starting to almost sweat as much as you're sweating. In year 17, magic happens. Somebody say magic. Your passive income goes to 5.1 million shillings per month. Income from your assets. Here, we are assuming everything is remaining constant. So, so those of you who are crying out inflation in your head, keep quiet. Because I've also made sure that your income is not increasing for 17 years, which is not realistic. So all factors remaining constant. Auntie, you know I offered economics in HSC, so I know about ceteras peribas. Okay. You know, school fees in Makan, you guys are wearing You don't apply any of these things. 5.1 million. In year 17, you can quit work. But let's say you decide, I want to live a much more luxurious life when I'm older. So you keep working. By year 20, your passive income is 7.6 million. One and a half times what your boss pays you. By year 25, it is 14.1 million. Almost five times. And by year 30, if you work for only 30 years and quit, your passive income is 25 million. Well, your working income is five million per month, five times. This is for amateur, I don't know what I'm doing, sort of investors. Robert Kiyosaki has seven levels of investors. I will not even go to the others. These are like level three. If you go into level four, level, let me show you level four, five, sophisticated people. Are you still there? Let's say you are one of those people who have overlistened to Pastor Mose, you've gone for all the SSF genexts and you're doing what he has told you to do, and you are able to grow your wealth at 25% per annum. The other was 12%. Now let's talk 25%. Let's say you even make less money. The other guy was earning 5 million, now you, you earn only 3 million per month. But you are operating at 25%. 25% is possible. I've done it for three years consistently now. And I, I'm planning to do it for another maybe 10 years. At 25% for a guy who earns only three ma. By year five. By year five. Your net worth is 59 million. Net worth is 59 million. And your passive income is 
864. Okay. Okay. By year 10, your net worth is 239 million and your passive income is 3.8 million. It's already above your working income. By year 15, your net worth is 789 million and your passive income is 13 million. By year 20, your net worth is 2.4 billion and your passive income is 41 million per month. Remember, your boss pays you 3 million. Don't be unbelieving, but believing. What's going on here? People have ceased to, they are like dead. By year, we are at 20. By year 25, your net worth is 7.6 billion. It's compounding. Consistence compounds. Your passive income is 126 million per month. By year 30, your net worth is 23.2 billion. Your passive income is around in the region of 387 million per month. You started with 3 million per month. I wonder what kind of altar call you make for a service like this. Are you ready to invest? Start somewhere. I told you we started with negative only 11 years ago. I can tell you on good authority that we are operating better than this 25% per annum growth. Because my wife and I have been doing it only 11 years. But we are way, way past the 11-year mark in, in terms of our calculations. And I use that figure, by the way, because when we started, I was making $3 million a month. That's why I used $3 million a month in, in the book. Pastor B3, conclude the service. You people, get up on your feet and put your hands together. Thank you, Apostle Mose. This is stuff people, I don't even know what they pay for to get this kind of wisdom and impartation. This is the thing. I'm going to encourage you all watching here at Worship Harvest Nalia across all our locations and hosting centers. Go back to this sermon and then play, pause, work out things, you know, like real this, you know, especially if it's the first time you're hearing this stuff, your head switched off because the, the numbers started playing games with you. You know, I know, I've been there where you're like, mm -mm, me mathematics. When I see it, I see numbers, I can't listen anymore. No, don't negate your financial future because of a, 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 a weakness or a shortcoming. What are we going to do? Start. Get a coach, talk to your pastors, they know people who are running straightforward financial growth masterminds. Invest that 800000 for eight weeks, which is really little, to actually be in a space with a coach where you can get your true things, put them together, start working them out, but do something. Don't go and continue switching off because that won't make things better. 
do something. Start somewhere. Start asking the questions. It's hard work in the beginning. Diligence is hard work in the beginning. But it's going to get better. It will get easier. And then when you start to see the results, because that's the dream that we are a part of. But once again, thank you so much, Apostle Mose. I've learned a lot. And I have some questions that I'm coming for on the sidebar. Guys, let's be the generation that breaks poverty in Uganda. Come on. Let it come from the church of Jesus Christ. Let's break it. Let's break it. Let's break it. Let's be the ones who invest in children's children. And we can do it because all of you who have more than 30 years to live. So we can be here 30 years from now, much shorter for sure, because the calculations Apostle does are very pessimistic. They are, they are basically assuming a lot of not, not good so that you're, they are not too exciting. So many people who practice the principles, all of them go much faster than what the calculation does. So let's do it. Let's sit down, do the work. No matter how old or young you are, let's start. 20-something-year-olds, don't say for me, I will do it when I start working. Start now. Start now and redeem the time. So you're watching right now, the greatest investment you can make that has no even percentage to it is giving your life, all of it, putting it in Jesus Christ giving it to him, making him your Lord and Savior. He is the source of wisdom and life. And refusing to be in Christ is condemning your life to stay outside of the source of life. So I want to invite you today as we pray right now. Um, if, you, if you've never met Jesus Lord of your life, this is the time. I'd like you to quickly, without overthinking it, wondering about it, just put your hand up. If today you're saying, I'd like to make Jesus Lord of my life. Today, I'd like to start walking with Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Or you walked with him before and you've been far away. This is the day of your salvation. Would you just put your hand up to identify and say, today, I am coming home. I'm saying yes to Jesus. Yes, I see you, my brother. I see you, my sister. Thank you for those hands, Lord. Uh, don't put it down until pastors, you run to those people quickly. Don't let them keep the hand up. Neighbors, you can help point at them. We don't want to embarrass you. This is a moment. All of you should be praying, speaking to God. But for those of us who are saying yes to Jesus at all our locations online, I'd like you to pray this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I give you my life and I receive your life. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name, amen. You've made the best decision of your life. Can we celebrate with them? Because in heaven, there is a full-blown party right now as Jesus welcomes his children home. You can send us a message if you received Christ online on 0775 Let us know you made the decision. Would like to walk with you. Thank you again for joining us for the garage this morning. We are back again in a few minutes, in about 10 minutes. We'll be live again with our second service. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.
be told.